Oh, it's nice when you can just jack in. <laughs> like, yeah, fuck. Yeah, we'll get into that. But man, that that guy was intense, <laughs> like on another level. <laughs> if you're not jacked in, you're not alive. <laughs> Chill out, man. Hack the planet. I'm jacked in. I'm jacked in. So let's just do the nice, uh, the nice rolling start. You know, uh, fuck official introductions and things. People know who we are by now. I was just gonna say this episode. I had to watch it. Or I started watching it yesterday, and I could only watch half of it. And I'm like, I just can't anymore. So then this morning I finished it, and I kept having to rewind it because I just couldn't, for the life of me, focus on what was going on. By the time the giant robot is punching the circuit breaker thing, I had to rewind it because I'm like, how did, like, I need to know for the podcast, how did Buffy beat this guy? Because, like, my my eyes just kept drifting. I'm like, I can't focus on this nonsense. It's funny that you say that. I had to rewind that exact same thing because I, I saw it was electrocuting and I was like, what did they do? Like stick a live wire in it or something? Like I had to rewind it. This episode is my favorite one so far. That's what? crazy. <laughs> I can't believe y'all are talking shit about an episode that has an Italian computer demon. Yeah, yeah this is amazing because this is maybe the clearest, like that thing we were just saying last episode that me and Ran are both on the opposite end of the spectrum of Buffy because uh, it's weird because I, I didn't like I didn't get mad at this episode like I did with Owen I didn't hate this episode but I just feel like it has to be the worst one because it's it's just so plainly bad but on the other hand it's also got the most jokes like there's a lot of funny lines and funny little things that happen and Xander was delightful in this episode yeah <laughs> yeah I thought he was just like jokey and fun and silly and I liked him I agree and it was very like, okay, it's clearly very of its time. It really dates itself. But even better is it's you can tell that the jokes are bad jokes. Like it's like today, if you were to be like, that song slaps or let's get lit, everyone would be like, oh, not really how people talk, but everyone would understand where in history it was. Like there's no way at this year, that was the language people were using. Very cringy, but in a way that made me like, it put me back there and I loved it. Yeah, it was weird where that just, it, cause yeah, I just had this this overall sense of like, man, I don't like this, but, but then I kept laughing at things that happened <laughs> and having those little moments. So yeah, it really was like a weird episode. It was like a salt and pepper of shit and delight. <laughs> <laughs> So, iRobot you, Jane, April 27th, 1997, extremely important because uh, I'm trying to think if by 97, I don't think I had internet at home yet, I would still go up to, if I did, I just got it. Like, I would always go to the local university and me and my friends had these little access floppy disks and we could access not the full internet at the university, but we could get onto like Telnet and chat programs and stuff. So that's the era we're talking about. So that helps explain a lot why why the internet is as it is and things are explained the way they're explained. Like you really got to put yourself back in that mindset of like a lot of people weren't familiar with the internet. Yeah. <laughs> and and I guess that helps explain a lot of this. I was surprised to see a webcam because I was yeah. like 97 was like very early days of the internet, like as far as common use internet. Yeah. But like webcam, I thought like, I don't think I would have had a concept of a webcam at, at 97. But no. I don't know. It's hard to... Hard to go back. I do think that we got it on the East Coast a little bit later than the rest of like Canada and North America. But I do remember.
remember, I'm pretty sure I, my parents got a computer that was not, my mom was a secretary, so we always had a computer, but it was like word perfect and like no mouse. They got a Hotmail and I had to, no, they didn't get a Hotmail. They got whatever was built into the computer and I used their email as my own. Like I would, it was in school and I was like, who has an email? And I'd give them my parents' email address and we would email through that. So this was the era for me. Did your parents ever read the emails and you're like, oh, but that could be anyone. So you that <laughs> no, they, they clearly didn't give a shit. I quickly learned about Hotmail. And so from there, I only used their email for like a month and then I got my own. I remember how exciting it was when it was probably around 97 when I found out about Hotmail and just being like, you can just get a free email address that's your own email email address yeah it was so the cool. best and getting an email incredible the best feeling in the world and now i dread checking my email and i hope i don't get any <laughs> how many unreads do you have right now right oh dude <laughs> it's so much I- i'm gonna tell you right now yeah i actually have i still have my primary email is hotmail and the hotmail one is like the prestige email like i'm all caught up on but i have a gmail that has yet yeah, thousands of just garbage in it <laughs> yeah most of them are, are filtered into the newsletter kind of subfolder thingy but that has uh 8000 emails in it good lord unreads. okay do you want to know how many unreads i have yes <laughs> 42817 holy shit <laughs> so uh april 28th 1997 what was the top movie last week it was something stupid anaconda, anaconda. anaconda. so this week it's far <laughs> different it's volcano <laughs> Oh, no. What was the 90s? Just one word disaster, fright, suspense films. Like, what the shit? Yeah, there was. That was the era of disaster movies, like starting from like uh, Independence Day, I think, or something. Wasn't there another volcano one? Dante's Peak or something? Yeah, Dante's Peak. That's the one with um, Pierce Brosnan, I think. So not the greatest era of film of all time. Yeah, I've seen but, uh, zero of those movies. Not not my type of movie. All the top songs are the same, except I figure I'll just, whenever something changes, I'll let you know what the new uh, the new hotness is. So in Europe, the number one song is I Believe I Can Fly by R. Kelly. Oh. Fresh off the presses this week. Okay. Well, that one does not hold up. Nope. <laughs> I mean, the song does. It's still a bop for sure. But the man, less. Ooh. R. Kelly really got away with a lot for a long time, though. It's amazingly really slow did. for his his uh, cancellation to happen. If it even has. I don't know. He might still be fine. Yeah. It's not looking good for him. <laughs> yeah. But it's been looking bad for 10 years. He wasn't brought down as fast as a de- an Italian demon on the internet. That's true. Yeah. All right. So Italy, 1418. <laughs> A demon named Moloch the Corrupter is fucking shit up. So this group of monks magically bind him into a big tome and just say, pray this cursed book will never be read again. Uh, just put it in this box. Put it in the corner. <laughs> yeah, it was like the, like the end of Raiders. I was thinking, like, why don't they just burn it? But like then I was like, well, maybe if they burn it, he gets released or something. Like, he has to be contained yeah. in the book. So that's how I was able to justify it. But yeah. Uh, His ashes would be released into the clouds. Just raining oh, Moloch. Into the cloud? To Google? <laughs> oh, into, into the cloud. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> into my Google Drive? So in the modern day, the book is now in the possession of a certain Mr. Rupert Giles, the high school librarian. <laughs> Of course it is. Best friend of all the students. Mm-hmm. And new teacher Miss Calendar is introduced. That's what's weird, too, about these new people getting introduced out of nowhere. Like, nerd Dave, who gets introduced in this episode, obviously goes nowhere because he dies. But random Miss Calendar, like, yeah, there's no way to tell. Like, Miss Calendar is important and does hang around. But I'm sure, oh, like, Ryan, you probably have no 
sense of that, right? Because it's like, whatever, another person, another week, yeah. another person. I wouldn't know, but I was kind of hoping because I really didn't like her at first and she really came around at the end. And I really want the best for her and Giles. Oh, I want it so bad. <laughs> yeah, I think after this, if I remember right, they don't really lean on all this computer shit anymore. Like, so okay. she gets much better after this. Like, she's just in this episode, she's forced to be the representative of how computers are cool. And like, there's not nowhere you can go with that character. It's called Cyber Pagan. <laughs> Cyber Pagan. <laughs> techno Pagan. Oh, sorry, Techno Pagan. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, apologies. <laughs> yeah, so Miss Calendar thinks computers are way cooler than stuffy old books. And then there's this kid named Fritz who makes this impassioned speech about information wants to be free and like, I've got both the hacker soundtracks and just like. Oh. <laughs> You know, Hackers was the first movie that I saw a boob in in the theaters. Oh. Oh, yeah. That was a good boob. That great was Angelina, Angelina Jolie. Jolie. I'm really happy for you. Thank you. I still remember it to this day. So the the concept of this episode is kind of neat. Like if it had been handled with a little more deftness, perhaps, it could be kind of cool. Because it is that mix of the old and the new of you got this demon book. Back in Italy, I feel like it was probably pretty dangerous to have a demon in this book because if you read it out loud, the demon comes out. But nowadays, no problem. If you don't read the book, the demon's stuck, and uh, you got to be able to read ancient, the ancient script and stuff. It's all good. Unless you're Willow and you're just scanning books into the computer system, despite Giles' hatred of all things computers. And she scans the demon book, and it makes the words disappear. And, oh, I'm trapped in the computer. <laughs> like the demon goes in the computer and uh, immediately starts flirting with Willow. <laughs> Just like, Where else could this episode have gone? Yeah. Yeah, it's funny that this ancient evil demon from... 1416 or whatever like just so quickly is like i'm gonna be malcolm and i'm gonna just chat up this high school girl from 1997 california and no problem i can adapt <laughs> no one uses the name moloch anymore i'm malcolm now <laughs> <laughs> moloch in the middle that'd be great <laughs> there's the spin-off joss yeah but yeah it's not just uh willow that moloch is talking to he's uh secretly flirting with all the computer nerds in the school and uh you know sowing his seeds of i guess the idea is that he gives you what you wish or what you crave and he's like oh all these disenfranchised computer nerds they wish for attention and togetherness and some power and stuff and i can offer it to them and they don't really get into the specifics but all the nerds are basically under the thrall of malcolm so buffy questions this new online boyfriend malcolm that uh, willow's suddenly spending all her time talking about even though she's never met him and uh i guess i mean it is it's a little silly that willow's just like finally a boy likes me and like you just are jealous that i'm blah 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 but I guess back in those days, like when I had the little computer disc and I was just on, there's this chat thing called The Resort that was all just like mostly university students. And I was in high school at the time just stealing university computers. But I do remember like, I guess I kind of had like my dumb little chat room girlfriend at the time. Just I remember this one chick that I was always kind of obsessed with, even though I never met her. So I guess it's not, again, it's not the worst idea for a story. It's just sort of clunky. No, this, is the, this is why I love it. This is so relatable to me because there were periods. Sometimes it'd be like boys from school that never talked to me in school, but I'd get home and then we would chat all night. But I met guys from like all over the world all the time. I was so excited to go online and I had to keep track of how many hours I was spending because we still had dial up. And if we went over 20 hours as a household, I had to 
pay for like each of those additional hours that I spent on it. But I, I definitely, oh my God, I, I did this my whole life until I met Julian. Like eventually online dating, you would see them, but I met guys on soul seek in university that like peer to peer file sharing. And I fuck, we've ended up mailing letters to each other. And then sometimes I just fucked with guys. Cause on ICQ, there were no photos, but you could send them. And this was like 98 and I didn't have photos of myself digitally, but I had photos of Britney Spears where you couldn't see her face cause she was moving. And I would just tell guys that was me. <laughs> uh, so this is just a weird little ultra Buffy nerd thing that I couldn't help but notice that. Uh, so Buffy questions this Malcolm person. And of course, like the, the webcam, like Mike was saying, not only webcams were pretty rare. I guess webcams nowadays were used to a webcam turning ominously toward you right <laughs> and with evil intent but anyway this webcam turns and is like oh i don't like this buffy she's getting between me and willow so uh moloch sends all of his nerd people against buffy and searches her online records and stuff but i noticed on buffy's file oh, i noticed this too i think i know what you're gonna say yeah she doesn't have a middle name yet oh no that wasn't it sorry <laughs> now that sounds like a silly thing to bring up but buffy's middle name is important later Ooh. buffy and summers uh, I mean, important to, it's hard, whatever, we'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> but what did you notice, Mike? So this is very confusing, and maybe you can explain this. So they showed a shot of her profile, right? They used this as like a dissolve. So they showed a shot of her profile that was like, it had her information and her birth date, which was her birthday. I wrote it down was October 24th, 1980. So she's basically our age. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, almost. I wrote that down. I was like, she's Mike's age. So, but this is the thing. And then it dissolved into the next scene where it was the tech nerds at the computer lab looking at her profile. But as it dissolved, her birth date changed to uh, five, so whatever, May 6th, 1979. Why did that happen? And then furthermore, I went and looked up on uh, Wikiverse or Wiki, whatever, the Buffy Wiki page, which Rayanne never go there because lots of spoilers. But on that page, it says her birthday is January 19th, 1981. What the hell? So we got to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> if yeah. anyone has any ideas, please write in. Let us know. Uh, Joss, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. In that case, they must have just had different people mocking up just whatever. Just make a thing. And yeah, just, they never talk to each other. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so Willow insists that uh, she and Malcolm are a serious thing. And hey, big deal if I blow off a couple classes to talk to my online boyfriend. And man, that is like Willow's version of saying like, so what if I'm under the bridge doing heroin? <laughs> like for Willow to skip classes? Yeah. Like Buffy's right to be concerned. This shit is fucked up. She slept through every class except final period. That's a lot. <laughs> and it never hits Owen levels, but I was starting to feel it a little of just how many times they said Malcolm. I'm just... Malcolm said you wouldn't understand. <laughs> like, who the fuck is Malcolm? I know he's an ancient evil demon, but again, like... So, the nerds in school are acting so weird, beyond just being weird nerds as they normally are, that Buffy starts investigating, and uh, Moloch tells the nerds they need to kill her. And that guy, Fritz, the uh, hacker's nerd, he goes party <laughs> yeah, that, guy, that guy was intense like that was the same guy who was like if you're not jacked in you're not alive and he stood up and walked away <laughs> like and also just like i'm that? jacking in i'm jacking in i'm jacking in over he's and like, over and over but he's like also carving an m into his arm which was weird <laughs> yeah like he's probably carving moloch's name into his arm as he's like programming or something yeah that's some shit. the investigation was kind of 
that was kind of a cool thing where she was like, I'm not going to wear a trench coat and dark glasses. And they just immediately cut to her doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's weird that she tracks down that there's this abandoned computer company building. Does she have a car? Because she, she looks at the, the tech nerd guy getting into a car and then it immediately cuts to her at that building. And I was like, how did she get there? I'm pretty sure she just, just runs around rooftops and, you know, <laughs> uses flare powers to just... Like use parkour? It's like Saints Row 4. You can just run faster than the cars. Like, I think Buffy can do that. <laughs> oh, okay. But it's weird that she finds this and she's like, that's the place. And then she asks, uh, Xander knows about it because his uncle used to work there. And is like, oh, yeah, no, that'd be a great place for uh, an evil lair. And then they just ignore that completely for the next 30 minutes of the show. She never goes back. She never follows up. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's fucking weird. Man, I was going to say, though, about just it's weird, too, the tone of this episode where it is nice that it has more jokes, but it's so weird with, like, that Fritz guy carving the M into his arm and later one of the nerds fucking hangs himself or is hung by other nerds. Who could say? But it has no gravitas at all. Like in the pack where you're like, oh, man, I hope they don't eat a baby or like, whoa, they ate a principal. But this is just weird because legitimately creepy, horrible things are happening to these nerds and you just don't feel any of it. It's just like, well, whatever. Wacky school mutilations and death. Yeah, nobody gave a shit about that guy hanging himself. She's like, yeah, he's dead. Suicide. Moving on. Never mention him again. <laughs> that was actually really weird, too, because I guess just jumping ahead a bit, there's an episode from season three that I never saw initially because it was about school shooting, and it was such a hot-button topic in 1999, especially with Columbine, that they didn't air it, so I didn't see it till later. So it's just funny that this is a similarly creepy thing of, like, a kid hanging himself in the school, and this no one gives a shit on any level, meta or kayfabe <laughs> it's just like fuck it uh miss calendar and giles start their delightful bickering where she's just like giles you're keeping you're just keeping information locked away in your precious tomes where only a bunch of white guys can get it just quite woke of her <laughs> yeah say. but then she notices that one of the books is empty and it's like oh oh is this just a diary <laughs> yeah it's got a picture of a demon on the front of it <laughs> 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 so, uh, yeah, Giles realizes something horribly wrong has happened because of this empty tome, but he's just like, uh, Miss Calendar, please get the fuck out of here. I must deal with this. So, yeah, there's the one nerd, Dave, who he's trying to do Moloch's bidding of, like, electrocuting Buffy and stuff, but then he's like, no, I can't do it. I'm turning against you, Moloch. So Moloch writes the suicide note for him, which could have been, again, possibly an affecting creepy scene of, like, it's like Heather's again of just, like, we're pre-writing your suicide note because you're going to die. But then the computer voice has to read it out loud. <laughs> and that just kills the tone completely of like, I am sorry, everyone. I had to do this. Yeah, it was weird. The computer voice was weird because when there was the conversation that um, Willow was having with Malcolm, I'm like, this is not how it worked when you had chats with someone online. <laughs> and it definitely wasn't like oh, we're running it through a voice synthesizer or something like that. Like, that was some voice actor that they hired to be like, okay, can you be a computer voice for us and just read out these lines and sound like <laughs> kind of wooden, but, you know, have a little bit of personality in there. <laughs> they brought Jesse back for this role. <laughs> and I guess they just, I guess, I don't know, didn't want to, like, confuse people or didn't want to trust them to read stuff. Like, it just would have been so much better if Moloch's stuff was just text. But, yeah, they keep reading it out, and it's like, woo. The same thing when, when Willow was chatting with him. She was reading everything as she typed it. Yeah. Which felt so, just so strange. Like, 
no one does that. It's like we can <laughs> like, also we, it's on the screen. We can all read it. Yeah, they do it on TV. I guess maybe though, maybe it could be like for foreign markets because then they would have no choice but to subtitle it. Where this way, at least they can just overdub with whatever language. Because you know, Buffy obviously was just some WB shit that they put in every country ever. Yeah, yeah, or blind people who are watching with um, described video or something like that. Like they didn't start caring about blind people till '98. <laughs> oh, my apologies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, and yeah, and just explaining technology is brutal. So again, they figure out very quickly, just like. The gang is just like, okay, empty book. Willow is scanning. Okay, she scanned the book. Demon in the computer. And then Buffy says, so he's in there. And points to the computer. And in every computer attached to it by a modem. By a modem. Because <laughs> <laughs> again, yeah, I guess you have no choice. Early days of the internet. But yeah, it's just like, how are the computers attached? What? Marge, what is happening? By <laughs> 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 <Buy> a modem. <laughs> It's a modem. It's how computers attack to each other. Don't tell me what computers can do. <laughs> yeah, those couples really need to go to therapy. They have some problems. They're the ones that are definitely watching Buffy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So then just when I'm like, well, you know, I'm like trying. I'm like teetering where I'm like, okay, this is all very clunky and really poorly executed. But again, yeah, it's 97. They got to they gotta make things clear for people. You know, it's all new tech and blah, blah, blah. But then Buffy tries to delete the file on the computer called Willow, which let's not even get into what that is or where that came from or what that's supposed to represent. Yeah. <laughs> but a pixelated demon face just shows up on the screen. Hell yeah. Like this is fancy Moloch who can be away from the world for 400 years, but immediately he's so slick. He can just become Malcolm. He can chat up all the people in school, but he just says, stay away from Willow. This is none of your concern. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point. Wait, there one, there's one file on the desktop called Willow. <laughs> and the trash can. That was it. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even know not to put it on the desktop. Just put it one fucking layer deeper and no one will see it. Yeah, that whole thing was so, so dumb. <laughs> Corny as hell. Mollet comes in looking like a, a like a 90s FMV game or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just wooden dialogue and, and he's talking to somebody like as if they're the player but have to be like super vague about it. All right, so they're trying to sort out what to do with this Moloch situation. And Buffy is, she's got her eyes on the prize. She's the man with the plan. She's like, all right, here's what we're going to do, Giles. we got to exercise this demon. And Giles is like, but I can't. My methods are just for demons of the flesh. So then Buffy's like, well, then go get Miss Calendar. She knows about computers. Maybe she can help. And Giles is like, eh, how will I convince her that there's a demon in the computer? So then Buffy's like, okay, you stay here till you come up with a better plan. <laughs> and she just leaves. <laughs> and I loved that because, yeah, it's like, I guess I'm more, I think of that more in like real life. Like I fucking hate people like that where you're like, here's an idea we could do. Uh, I don't want to. Well, then let's do this. Nah. Let's like, well, how about I never talk to you again and just go die somewhere? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, I loved that. Yeah, that fucking Buffy just did that to Giles. Like, if you're so fucking smart, then if my plans are so bad, you come up with one and I'm going to go do something. Yeah, yeah. You, should, you should not be allowed to shoot down someone else's plan if you don't have a better one in mind. So the demon nerds kidnap Willow, and that's when Buffy finally goes to the computer company headquarters that she found days before. And just never gave a fuck about. But she's like, oh, it's a good thing I recon that place because I guess that must be where they're taking Willow. So I guess I'll go there. And also, luckily, uh, Miss Calendar turns out to be a techno pagan, as, as Mike mentioned. <laughs> it just so happens we don't need to explain any of the past to her. She's on board. So she's helping to get Moloch offline. 
that's on the well that's a weird thing too so they're like oh no Moloch's in the computer like he could take over the world now he could mess with the stock market and set off nukes and stuff and i really feel like that was way too much i feel like they really should have since they're just making up their own bullshit version of the internet anyway just keep him within the school for now maybe and like we can't let him get out yeah because once he's out into the internet it's too late i don't care if you're a techno pagan or not you're not stopping this thing yeah they kind of made this episode like a we got to save the world situation but yeah so it's like the two fronts where on that overall level miss calendar is stopping moloch from being connected to the internet meanwhile on the boots on the ground level Buffy is fighting Moloch, who has fashioned himself a robot body. He has turned himself into Cyrax from Mortal Kombat 3. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was so dumb, too. <laughs> Jeez, I forgot about this, too. Yeah, so Moloch is uh, obsessed with Willow because she's the one who released him from the book. So I'm like, okay, I'll buy that. That's why he feels some connection with Willow. But he, he fucking, another nerd, he just snaps a nerd's neck right in front of Willow. <laughs> And Willow's still only concerned of like, you lied to me on AIM. (laughs) I'm telling you, it's realistic. (laughs) Having a woman on this podcast helps because that is all at that age you were concerned about. Even if you witnessed a murder? Probably. In that moment? Probably. (laughs) It's all about boys. Willow sees somebody get their neck snap like every week. That that's nothing to her. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's desensitized. Yeah. And honestly, it was just Fritz. Like, yeah, <laughs> that guy was intense. I wonder. Like, I feel like there's a lot less random student deaths later on. I feel like maybe this is where they're like, these are just like their weird growing pains. Like, they don't know where to go. They're like, on the one hand, this is like the silliest episode. Like, there was like when Buffy just easily leaps over the gate into the building and Xander just falls on his face, you know? Like, it's got more slapstick. But on the other hand, there's never been more dead kids. Like, I think they're really just trying to figure out, like, what the fuck is this? But the weird thing is they did neither. It's like we're not just going to wantonly kill kids anymore and we're not going to be this silly. So this episode is just fucking weird, (laughs) you know? So uh, Buffy jump kicks the robot and it just clangs, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. (laughs) Just like, it is a robot. The jump was so bad. (laughs) Like she walks in that entrance and then it's just like she has springs on her feet. It was so bad. And then the anticlimactic finale that I said to her, by this point, my brain was just drifting. But it's like Miss Calendar does the ritual. So that disconnects the robot from the internet. And then Buffy doesn't really beat the robot. He just punches something electrical and gets electrocuted. And, uh... The day is saved. Well, she tricks him into doing that. She's like, I'm over here, computer boy. <laughs> and then she ducks and he punches the wall. And then there's kind of a nice little end scene where the gang commiserates that's like, hey, man, between like Angel being a vampire and Willow dating a robot and Sander wanting to bang a mantis, like ah, we've all failed in love with various ghouls and demons. <laughs> and then there's quiet and sad about their lives. It was the best ending yeah. ever yeah. That was, was a good yeah. ending because that's like definitely a theme of this show. But we also had um, at the end when kind of Miss Calendar and Giles were having that little conversation, the first use of probably one of the most famous lines on this show, I don't dangle a corkscrew from my ear. Remember that famous quote? <laughs> yeah, what is that? Is that some kind of like... I don't know what it means. I don't know what he was trying to say. It's like he says this weird thing and she kind of agrees with him like, yep, that's a true thing. We all know that. And I was like, what is he talking about? But then he gives one to her. Yeah, like she was saying like, oh, maybe you're not so old fashioned after all. So maybe is that like some kind of ancient, like old school thing that they did in England or something? Or they dangle corkscrews from their ears? I, just, I guess so. 
yeah. listeners, let us know. Yeah, again, maybe it's like they just were too embarrassed to ask the person who wrote the episode. They're like, yeah, he must know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. Despite the evidence of the rest of this episode. What I found really weird about this robot guy, because again, I just didn't really remember this stuff, is so we got this all-powerful robot man who's connected to the world and sees like, oh, the stock exchange and the blah, blah, blah. And it really didn't work. Just a silly bad guy. And they just kick him in the face and disconnect him and blow him up. You'd think that'd be the end of it. But this guy is extremely similar to the season four Big Bad. You remember that guy, Adam? Remember that shit? I didn't think about that. But yeah, you're right. And he's like, not 100% the worst villain in the show, but high in the running. Like people were really disappointed by this one particular villain that's coming up later. And just like, well, that was lame. And he's just this guy again. It's like they already did this once. Why do they think it was going to happen the second time? <laughs> I think this is, let's just, let's say cohesion-wise. I think this is the least cohesive episode. This is just a weird, it's like they just took a bunch of stuff out of a junk drawer and they taped it all together and they said, here you go. <laughs> See, for me, it was like, you get to know Willow more, finally. Something exciting happens for Willow. Um, and then that it was just so of its time with the stupid internet language and the conflict between like computers versus books, like for sure, that's still a thing, but it like for sure would have been this huge argument at the time where people are like, oh, we're in a library. Why do we have all these machines? So I loved that. And then the biggest thing for me as like a, a woman full of emotions is yeah, this was shit that we did. The, the whole episode was about talking to boys on the computer. And fuck, that brought me right back and it made me so happy. 10 out of 10, Joss. Thank you. <laughs> it's like ironic that, yeah, the episode that on the surface aged the worst is actually the one that has aged the best. Because like Nostalgia. 23 years later, yeah, yeah it's it's still talking to the uh, issues of the, of the day. Yeah. Of, of a the teen soul. girl, yeah. But yeah, for me, I think the kind of shining moment of this episode was just, yeah, that, like you mentioned, that last moment of them being like, we're never going to have meaningful relationships. <laughs> we're doomed. And then they kind of laugh for a second and they're like silent for a second and it just cuts to the credits. And it's like, yeah, perfect. That was, that was nice. That was good. And yeah, it's nice that Miss Calendar is introduced. She's pretty cool and yeah. she'll be around and, you know, gives Giles at least another adult to hang out with. <laughs> she oh, yeah. Storly needs. And that reminds me, and I hate to go back to this, but. After he says, I don't dangle a corkscrew from my ear, she says, that's not where I dangle it. What does that mean? Yeah, I mean... What does any of this no conversation mean? I have idea. <laughs> Techno-pagans, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, honestly, classic. Can't live with them, can't live without them. Man, isn't it weird when you can't remember something because it's worse if you try to remember it? Like, if you focus, that's worse. You just kind of got to not think about it, and it'll suddenly... I'm sure it wasn't that important, but <laughs> it's just... Buffy fought a big robot, the internet, Miss Calendar. Web pages. Web pages. Brutal. <laughs> Giles won't be, I wrote, Giles won't be won by fabulous web pages. <laughs> oh, I remember what it is. So it's funny because. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, quick, get it out. Because, yeah, like I remembered nothing about this episode, like just a total zero. But I definitely obviously saw it before because what I did remember is ever since, for the last 20 years, anytime I am at a used bookstore or something and I open a book and it's got that musty smell, I always think about Giles saying, like, information on computer is just there and it's gone and there's no other, there's no more tactile sense where the musty smell of books 
helps you associate information and and stuff. And I'm like, it's not like the greatest philosophy ever for why books are awesome, but I never forgot it. I always think about it. And it's just, so I'm like, okay, I got to give him points for that. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's a very normal thing. Like people, the argument against e-readers and books, a lot of people like talk about the smell and fucking weirdos <laughs> come back from libraries going <laughs> all the time. So. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess that's uh, another one down. The best slash worst episode. <laughs> so Julian. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you think you can sum up those conflicting thoughts, those impossible to express thoughts? Oh, you know, guys, I think, you know, we, we're we all trying to figure out here if Buffy sucks. But, you know, sometimes, sometimes we can't agree. And sometimes, you know, sometimes people don't like Italian computer demons. But you know what we can all agree on is that we're all jacked in to Buffy. <laughs> the printed page is obsolete. Information isn't bound up anymore. It's an entity. The only reality is virtual. If you're not jacked in, you're not alive. Fritz comes on a little strong, but he does have a point.